Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. While there's no shortage of new developments in Detroit, the growth hasn't spread all throughout the city. Kimberly Dowdell, a lecturer at the University of Michigan's Talman College of Architecture and Urban Planning, is trying to change that through both teaching and practice. Her firm, Century Partners, works to restore single-family homes in the city's neighborhoods. This work informs her teaching, where she exposes architecture students to the process of development. Dowdell talks about what she thinks it will take to speed sustainable residential development in the city and how students can be a part of that future. She also talks about some of the Detroit neighborhoods she sees with momentum in the near future. Century Partners focuses on the single-family home in Detroit, mainly because that's the overwhelming majority of the building stock that we have in the city. There's a saying that the most sustainable building is the one that's never built. Um, and so by virtue of that, if we focus on the buildings that we already have, that'll be a good way to kind of shore up what we have. And then I think as new development takes place, the focus on um, new construction of multifamily would probably be an important way to move forward. Two of the homes that I grew up in were demo, which is bad luck, I think. But um, so I think that it's important that single family homes that are existing remain stable because as soon as a single family home is demolished, I mean, that just, you know, it, it sort of has an impact on um, not only the physical sort of landscape of a particular neighborhood, but also I think it has a psychological effect as well. I think for the neighborhoods of Detroit to flourish, we have to see um, greater resources allocated towards, um, you know, infrastructure, both public infrastructure, um, but also giving people um, opportunities to, to rehab their own homes with um, either uh, low or no interest uh, loans, or I, I think the city has moved away from um, home repair grants, but you know, just people need resources to, to do basic things like repair their, uh, their roofs or to do landscaping or to you know, do some work to the exterior of their homes to really make them um, you know, more not only safe and, and um, comfortable, but also look better. And I think that you know, people perhaps shy away from these neighborhoods because um, you know, they, they physically don't look well cared for. And it's not because the, the homeowners um, don't want to care for them. It's, you know, it's, it's really a matter of economics. That if we want to see a, a brighter future for Detroit, we have to make sure that all Detroiters have access to capital to make the kinds of improvements that actually build upon the momentum that I think we want to see in terms of neighborhood revitalization. I think the up and coming neighborhoods in Detroit are those that um, are kind of on the fringe areas. They have to be, you know, relatively close to, you know, where the action is, if you will. So, uh, so for example, I think Russell Woods is one of the up-and-coming neighborhoods. It's, you know, it's not too far from Midtown, but you know, it's sort of off, off in the distance enough where it's not really on anyone's radar. State fairgrounds. It used to be popular, you know, when it actually was serving, you know, as a state fairgrounds, but. Um, as, a, as a community, I think it's, it's really declined a lot um, recently, but it's, it's really well located being on Woodward, um, you know, near 8 Mile, um, you know, areas near, for example, the Packard plant. Um, just generally that area um, around the Packard plant will start to see some, some redevelopment soon. Those are three areas that kind of come to mind immediately, but I think that, um, you know, as we start to see downtown, midtown, again, become more inaccessible from a financial perspective, these other areas will start to, um, you know, get some attention and some capital. I find um, bridging uh, theory and practice 
probably my signature approach to, to teaching. Working in Detroit informs my teaching at Talman College in, in the sense that, you know, I really see our, our bright students as the future. And, and so if I'm charging myself to kind of tell the future, you know, how, um, how I see the world and how I would encourage them to, to think about the work that they'll do that will really impact all of us, um, you know, I, I really, I just expose them to what, what I've been working on, um, both, uh, you know, at Century Partners, but also the work that I did prior when I worked for the city of Detroit. Um, I uh, actually created a course last year called the Architecture of Development, and it's, um, it's, for, it's geared towards architecture students, and it's to expose them to the development process. And so I do that basically by walking them through uh, the work that I do as a developer, sort of from the lens of an architect. I think that the future of Detroit neighborhoods um, really depends on a really diverse set of, of people coming to the neighborhoods and, and staying in the neighborhoods for that matter. We just really need a, a rich, sort of diverse set of people, not not rich from the economic perspective, but you know, a, a, a wide variety of people who, you know, bring different perspectives, who have, you know, access to different types of resources who come from different cultures. In the cities that I've lived in across the country, I've found that those places that have a wider diversity just tend to be more enjoyable places to live. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Please subscribe to hear more, give us a rating to let us know what you think, and follow the conversation on social media at hashtag UMichImpact.